Three, two, one. Let's go! <laughs> that so was... So cowabunga. I love uh, that it was the California. Speaking of which, tell me you watched the halftime show. Oh, yes. Of course I did. Man, I was crip walking. I didn't know I knew how to crip walk. <laughs> I was like, yeah. My husband's like, where did you learn that? I was like, I'm from California. <laughs> Yeah, he was super proud in that moment. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, that was a great halftime show. Mm-hmm. I a, loved it. I don't care who you are. That was a great halftime show. Collaboration. Ooh. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Integration. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. History. 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 Respect for your elders. Wow. Um, Is that a hit on Snoop? The elder part, or more Andre, but <laughs> okay, I, they were all up there. They were all, they're all, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. But I mean, really, it just was really cool, you know. And it was funny. I've seen all these memes and stuff. Like, you know, I used to like laugh, like, oh, oh, only old people. Oh, you're old because look who's performing at the, you know, Super Bowl halftime show. You'd have to be old to be excited. And this year, we're like, yeah, like. <laughs> I guess that makes me old. I know you got I don't care. That they're classic. And yeah, I loved it. That was by far, by far one of my favorites. Yes. It was definitely memorable. Mm-hmm. Definitely memorable. I don't you know how they're going to top it. I don't either. I think the only thing they can do is maybe bring like George Strait and uh, and do like a country collab. Interesting. That would be cool. It would be cool. It wouldn't, I don't think, have the same effect as this year's, but it's like... You're gonna have to do something real big. I, yeah, and I, I, you know, I watched a lot of the pregame stuff, mm-hmm. and I was listening to these mm-hmm. artists talk, and it was really inspiring. Mm-hmm. It was really inspiring to uh, to listen to, you know, someone like Snoop Dogg, who, you know, he said it so effortlessly and so simply that you know we're happy, mm-hmm. and I all I, all he hopes is that you know you're happy too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as simple as that, you're just mm-hmm. happy. You're happy with what mm-hmm. you got. And yes, yeah, Snoop Dogg has more than most, of course. And and it's, it's hard for someone that doesn't have all that. But he just thought his mindset, right? It didn't even like he could have been a poor man and he mm-hmm. could lose everything. Yeah. But his mindset today and I think for the rest of his life, he's got it. He's got what clicked and says, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was Snoop Dogg, you know, yep. just straightforward. You know, he's been hanging out with Martha Stewart so much. He's <laughs> Is just that getting right? All insight- that oh, guy's yeah, they're doing like everything. besties. Uh, I had no idea. Yes. Whoa. I saw a big ad with them together, and she's like lighting candles, and he's like, and other things. Smoking a blood and off other the things. And other- <laughs> that's probably why he's so happy, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing against it. Nope. Um, so we are about to do this live show that you put a lot of time and effort yes. in you've been hit all different ways mm-hmm. people uh not showing up and and a convention uh chaos Disasters. Yeah, disaster yes. but we are here we're doing it yep and i'm excited about it and i'm i got i'm i'm really excited at the fact that i just got to meet you and yeah. know you more mm-hmm. and like sit and, and share this time with you i really really enjoyed that I really enjoy getting to know you and your philosophy and like how you think about things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, you know, one of the coolest things that dropped out for sure for me was, yep. you know, I'm so happy that there are people like you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm so glad you invited me to do this. I was um, initially asking me, I'm like, that's so cool. I'll be so cool thing on a podcast. And then when you like followed up, I was like, damn, I did say yes, didn't I? I was a little <laughs> bit nervous, you know? But no, this was fun. And I'm glad. And I think it'll help the event tomorrow, too. Cool. Honestly, like us knowing a little bit and like kind of being able to to steer. I think we have a similar aspiration for this event and are wanting a similar outcome. Like we have similar intentions with having this event. Yeah. And I think it'll help the vibe of the room. Yep. Too that like we're all gonna be on the on the same page because everyone else that's on the planning committee with me too is we're all doing this for the for the same reason. Right. And it's just we want some answers. Yep. And not angry mob tiki torch. We want answers. Yeah. Like let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let's be professional. Let's hear each other out. Yep. That's why it's not a debate. That's why we're not having them yell at each other. Yeah. Because we want to hear logic, 
thought through responses. They got their questions last week. They've had time to think through and answer these as as candidly and openly and genuinely and thought through, you Man. know, as they can. So I'm so excited about this event. Yep. I really am. I think so it'll be excited. great. Yeah. It I mean the industry I think is gonna show up for this. Yeah. I really do. I think there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of good information. There's a lot of good, you know, thinking about really what is going on. You know, what mm -hmm. are the top concerns or questions or you know projections that we have as general people that have nothing to do with the industry right mm -hmm. they're just successful business owners or people of midland mm -hmm. and Permian basin that are going to be present mm -hmm. to just get information then you have the i'm the operator mm -hmm. i i work here i plan to work here for another 20 years what's mm -hmm. going to happen mm -hmm. and then the regulatory body right mm -hmm. the people that you know this is such an interesting problem yep it's such an interesting province. Very, very unique to have a thriving city, a happy city on top of a world-class reservoir yep. that's producing mm -hmm. an immensely, you know, this amazing amount of efficient energy that we need. Yeah. Like, okay, so what do we- And anyone who thinks this doesn't apply to them or whoever gets elected or it doesn't matter, they're not voting, this will affect- every single person particularly in in the permian but across the state of across the state of texas so yeah it'll be important for people to show up um tune in yep or you know we've got the virtual option which again yep. thanks to you guys will be great to let people with prior engagements or you know in different parts of the state to yeah. tune in and and be a part of that as well so Man, it's accessible to anyone that wants to be a part of it for sure and it's important and it's important yeah and if you don't think it's important, make it important to yourself. Because you're wrong. You know? you're, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong in that one. I this hate is... to say you're wrong, but you are absolutely wrong. Yeah. It's important. It'll yeah. affect everyone and anyone, even if you have nothing to do with the industry in this area. You're a restaurant owner. What yes. happens if oil collapses? Who are your patrons? So, yeah. It'll affect people in a, in a big, big way. And hopefully it'll be in a big, big positive way. Right. So. The only way it's possible, I think, to be in a positive way is that it, we have to collaborate. Mm -hmm. We need you at this event to hear your thoughts and your mm -hmm. actions and what you think and where your information is right. coming from. Collect all that information. Be transparent with that information. Mm -hmm. We all know, okay, we're making a decision off of this information that we all know mm -hmm. well. We've all mm -hmm. read. We all know this information well. That's how we can move this thing forward. This episode is brought to you by Bell Geospace. Bell Geospace has the gravity data that you need in the Permian Basin to see the structures below your reservoir, to see the structures in the reservoir and above. It's all connected. It all has a lot to say and a lot to do with how much oil, brine, or gas you're getting. You need the data to make better wells. You got to contact Julianne Sharples, jsharples at bellgeo.com or go to bellgeo.com. Check out their data. Check out what they're providing in their FTG, full tensor, gravity, gradiometry. The data is very high resolution. We did an exciting show, episode 91 with Bell Geospace, interpreting some of that data. Contact them today. Drill better wells. Let's go. This episode of PBE Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Geolog. Geolog offers cost-effective, lab-quality, quantitative, real-time formation evaluation and reservoir characterization solutions to improve well placement, production forecasting, and optimizing of completions. They even have a service that can monitor bitware while drilling. I've actually utilized their services while drilling wells in the Permian Basin and we were highly impressed with the data acquisition process and the quality of the interpretations. These guys at Geolog are passionate about the data they collect each day at every well site. They've been doing it for 40 years. They are passionate about drill cuttings, passionate about mud gas data, passionate about what the data means and how the data can add value to an asset. They probably collect the most amount of drill cuttings and mud gas data globally each day of any privately owned surface mud logging company. Geolog always employ a consistent quantitative analytical methodology, whether on the well site or back at the lab. So data collected at one well can be compared in another well. We'll be doing a podcast with Dr. Guy Oliver, Geolog's Director of Energy Transition and Data Science, who will be talking more about what Geolog does 
and diving more into the types of data they collect. Okay, yes. we are officially starting the conception part of the PV podcast with Miss Jessica Gray. Uh, we are inside our mobile studio, mm -hmm. the PBE Mobile. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty cool. With the Kardashian light, that doesn't make me look like a Kardashian. I feel like he lied to me. <laughs> talk I'm looking, to you I don't see a Kardashian. <laughs> uh, he talked you into it, though. I know. I fell for it. That's why I'm here. Um, well, so please, this is a fun part for me. I, I, I may or may not pour me some whiskey. Pour up. But I get to sit back and take me through your story. Okay. Great. Starting now? Yes. Great. Okay. So um, I was born in California. What? What part? Born and raised uh, Midland, California, Bakersfield. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm from Bakersfield. So it's very similar to Midland. What? That's why people ask like, you're from California. It's so different here. And I'm like, nah, no, not, not really. Like they yeah. think I grew up surfing. And in right. fact, I've never been surfing. Um, <laughs> what? I'm also not one of those Californians. I have to preface it that way a lot here too. Like, you know, they think I'm like coming to make it blue or something right. i'm not i came here for a reason i was happy there um my parents are actually from san angelo originally what both oil and gas packed up moved to to bakersfield and had my brother and i there wow. um my parents separated my dad lived all over we got to go all over because uh, he was working for baker he was taking him all over the place so we got to go be all over the place whoa um and then i went to fresno state graduated after my victory lap um, in 2014. <laughs> and the plan was when I graduated to move to Texas and exactly live near my I dad. Did. Okay. He was living in the woodlands at the time. Okay. I was 22. I'm like, yeah, I could do the woodlands. Yeah. <laughs> and then two months before graduation, he moved to Midland. And I was like, I will never, I repeat, never <laughs> live in West Texas, have a nice life. I'll come visit at Christmas. And that was it. And uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. That's right. And sure enough, uh, a few years later, in 2017, packed up and Whoa. moved to Midland. In 2017. Yes. So that's after the kind of weird fall in price and yeah. kind of crash of what's going on with these unconventionals and pricing. Like mm -hmm. 2017 was like, whoa, you know, I think we're coming back. I think we're getting some legs under right. under us again. Right. You came back to work in the oil and gas industry specifically. I actually moved here to teach. I actually what? just wanted to get out of California. And I was like, what? you know what? Maybe Midland wouldn't be so bad after all. Um, I was supposed to have a teaching gig and coaching um, out of school here what? and long story short it like didn't work out and then by the time i got here it was september and it was too late to start teaching that year so um i did what my father always advised me not to do and i got into oil and gas um i had interned and stuff before yeah. my mom did hr for shell Whoa. and my dad worked at baker hughes so right. I, I mean this is my this has been my livelihood um as a kid what so, did you come to teach I actually wanted to come teach science. What? So it kind of falls into it. Like I really, I took an, a college course in high school, an environmental science course, and it was really cool. Nice. Um, and so I've, I've always liked biology and science and stuff. So I wanted to come teach that. It's interesting. It's Very. fun. You get your hands dirty. That's right. right. Um, Soil chemistry. There and is the right stuff. answer, but there's a lot of ways you can get there. And so... um. That's what I wanted to teach. But I moved here and I instead went to work at Oxy. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Occidental. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, So I whoa. just, I skipped all the puppy dogs and I went right for the for the big dog <laughs> right off the bat. Um, helping in their mechanical integrity department. Huh. The guy that officed across from me, he was amazing. His name's Cy. Um, he was the PSSR coordinator. So he did all PSSR. the pre-startup safety reviews. Pre-startup safety reviews. Right. PSSR. Mm -hmm. Pre-startup safety reviews. Mm -hmm. Boom. You just learned something new. I'm assuming mm -hmm. that's like, we're about to drill. We're having a pre-meeting mm -hmm. about that. Safety that is there. actually anything. They could change out a valve. And if it's not a replacement in kind, 
you go through a whole MOC process, management of change process. And so if they're like, hey, we're switching out valves or we're going to go from 24 inch pipe to 12 inch pipe or whatever change they're making, they're swapping out a battery, they're inserting a horizontal instead of a vertical, whatever the, the differences yeah. that they're doing. Yeah. There's a whole process, obviously, to make sure that it's going to be safe and efficient. Whoa. It's going to be a huge investment to make this change. Is right. it going to be worth it and safe? So before that gets commissioned, whatever change that was, they do a PSSR. So you've got people, you know, a representative from construction and electrical and automation. Wow. And everyone comes in and they're like, yeah, this looks, this is safe to out. me. I yeah. check it out. And so you have um, a subject matter expert yeah. in each of those fields that check it off. Because one person's going to miss something. You have seven to nine people there right. checking things off. Things probably aren't going to get aren't going to get missed. And sometimes it was as easy as, hey, we need to mark this orange so people see it or, hey, we need some signage. And then before it was commissioned, it was just catching those little things to avoid incidents. And that's where I got my love for safety. Uh, Um, Having a teacher's heart, having a a servant's heart. I love people. I want to take care of people. Let's go. Ask my husband. I'm a mom to everyone, including him. (laughs) He's like, you're not my mom. I have one of those. So um, that's how I got into safety. And then. Wow. Yeah. Right on. And what were you going to coach? Volleyball. What? Yeah. I have a cool volleyball story for you. Okay. Seventh grade. First of all, I was varsity at sixth grade. Oh. I was on varsity at sixth grade. Wow. So I, I had something special. My yeah, overhand serve. My overhand serve yeah. was legit mm-hmm. at a sixth grade level. And then at seventh grade, I won a game all by myself from start to finish. I served it out. Wow. You skunked wow. him? Yeah, 15 in a row. Bang. <laughs> and I did it in the playoffs the same year. Can I have your autograph? I got a little trophy. <laughs> did you I think really? My mom still has it. She better. I, it's a little volleyball I'm guy. I'm you don't take it around with you everywhere. MVP. I'd have it on the middle of this table. <laughs> that's I what love I, that. Oh man, I always remember that. Obviously, right? Yeah, that's one of those things that sticks with you. I love but that. We never won a championship, you know. I blame the rest of the team, but. <laughs> You can't do it all by yourself, you know, and that's the just, problem. We no. uh, this last year I played in an adult league oh, in Monahan's. Nice. That gets very challenging. The adult league is no joke, man. And you know, it's I almost <laughs> it's coed. I almost said bisexual. That's wrong. It's coed. <laughs> so it's great because I'm super competitive, nice. right? Like I don't do anything. And it's okay that like I didn't get first, right? I'm very results driven, <laughs> very results oriented. So I'm like, okay, my husband's the exact same way. So we show up, you know, we're like cracking we're, our necks, like oh, let's man. do this. And individually, everyone on the team was really good. Nice. But not good enough. You Damn know, it. like collectively, we went to, you know, we had a tournament in Monaghan's, the end of the year tournament, and we yeah. just like we just got our butts kicked the Damn whole time. It. it was fun. Yeah. You know, great workout. As an adult, you get to shock on a beer before you play. I'm like, nice. where was this in high school? <laughs> yeah. You know, I probably would have played longer. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun, but it is super competitive. And yeah. then we're playing and there's like a team and there's a guy and he's like seven foot <laughs> right. 13. Yeah. Not Hands even a real like height. Frying pans. No, literally, he just, any and everything he did, <laughs> you know, was just like, he'd hit. And I'd just be like, all right, let me have it. Like, <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I know. No, they, they, and yeah. So co, I got some mm-hmm. co-ed stories too. That's mm-hmm. cool. I like that. So volleyball, mm-hmm. science, mm-hmm. teacher, biology, mm-hmm. the connection between how rocks become life, right? Mm-hmm. And how that mm-hmm. happens. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, climate, right? Right. Climate has a big thing to this. Uh, climate is driving a lot of the regulatory stuff and mm-hmm. decisions that we make in as this it, industry. As it should. As it should. Uh, as it should. And we, we got to spend time t- uh, better understanding a lot of those concepts. Right. Uh, we can't bankrupt the industry in the sense of, you know, right. Can't destroy the oil and gas industry because we think it's going to, you know, destroy the planet. No. Not there yet. We don't have the data. destroying yet. the industry would destroy humanity. So. Right. You want and I'm sustainability. All for, I'm all for collaboration yep. and sustainability. Do I think people should invest in solar panels? Absolutely. I think it's great. Yep. Can you do that without the oil and gas industry? Absolutely not. What are the panels made out of? How are they getting shipped to your house? Who's installing them? Are they walking there or riding their bike to install them? Or are they driving a car? So 
there's there's a lot of collaboration that can be utilized. Yeah. We don't need to be villainized. Yes. Um, you have people that make the industry look bad by, you know, having complete opposition to anything outside of, of the industry. Yep. Makes it harder for all of us. It for does. Sure. But if you're open to, I mean, everything works better yep. when people are are collaborative and are willing to see the other the other person's side, right? right? right. Can you be a rational human being for a minute? <laughs> we talk. Honestly, I think a lot of people want to say yes. Yeah. But, but the answer is no. Yes, I can be rational if we're, if we're agreeing and we're on the same yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as you disagree with me, no, I'm not right. going to be rational anymore. Yeah, that's, that's right. usually how it goes. That's right. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of speaking of regulations and stuff. It's like you see all these regula all these regulations on the oil and gas industry yep. because we're the media villain, right? And yep. drama's fun. So, like, you know, we're not going to talk about any of the measures the oil and gas producers are doing to make things better or more sustainable. We're yeah. just going to talk about when they have a spill right. or when they mess up, right? Because that's right. fun. Drama's fun. Right. I want to watch drama. I don't want to see sunshine and rainbows on TV. I want, right. I want the drama. Like, I, yeah, let me just unleash. I just want to, like, right. let it out through... <laughs> Yes. Right. You know. Like, I'm not the bad guy. You are. <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, I'll be bad for a second, but there's other bad things too, right? I mean, and if there are going to be regulations on this industry, then there need to be similar regulations on other industries. I mean, look uh, at the wind uh, turbines. Oh, my gosh. Aside from being an aesthetic eyesore, which... Not that pump jacks are cute, but but they could be if they they'd are, let me paint them. Right. You can paint them. You can you. put a little cowboy mm -hmm. on there that rides it. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> That's a whole other Lights. Subject. Lights you around. You could do it. all Christmas themed. You could have, it's you awesome. know, you could do like instead of a parade, you just do like a, everyone Drive decorates the their own. Fields. Everyone decorates their own pump jack. Come on. Right. How is that not a thing right now in West Let's Texas? Let's combine the arts with energy and i'm telling you it'd be aesthetically pleasing it's fun uh, we need to have this mm -hmm. this needs to be a mm -hmm. legit like we need to go to city council this. with this this is going to be F mayor patrick payton i'm gonna holler at him tomorrow he'll be there i'm coming for you patrick and he's been on this show <laughs> and I, I i believe he will listen i think he'd hear me out yeah i do listen i heard him out many sundays in a row i'm a <laughs> i'm a faithful member at stonegate and right so on. Yeah. So anyways. Um, oh, anyway. So the, the aesthetic eyesore of wind turbines, but you don't talk about the birds and, and then what happens when we decommission them? Right. What are we doing with all the parts? Right. right. Where they it's, go? Right. No, it's it's a very interesting time mm -hmm. uh, where integration, I think, is needed most. But mm -hmm. it's like... We, but that's not fun. Energy. Yeah, but that's not fun. Separation is fun, and having two sides argue against each other is is. You is, think that's a media driven thing? Absolutely. So it's a media driven. That, that's driven that's thing. with this industry. That's with politics. That's with social justice issues. That's with everything. It's the media. No, oh, yeah. It's unloading because the clip. you can watch the same story on Fox and on CNN, and it's two completely different narratives, right? Just like. You know, something could happen and I tell the story and you tell the story. Yeah. And people are like, okay, which thing actually happened? And right. it's my truth and it's your truth. Right. And now but we're what's at the, bar the truth? And I'm like, that's why that's why there are three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. Right. Because, you know, I'm gonna say things with my feelings and my interpretation and my passion. And you maybe didn't care about this part, but you really cared about that part. That's and right. so that's what you emphasize, and now it's two different stories. So yeah, it's totally media driven. But why? I turn on the Ratings, news to see the fight. To see, yeah, to see the drama. If I want to feel good, I'll you know watch a Hallmark movie or something. <laughs> turn on <laughs> Katy Perry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> video like my wife does. Yeah. Uh, what the heck? The media, the media, the media, the media, and this narrative to uh, emphasize on the fight, to drive ratings and make money from sponsors because you have the ratings. Mm -hmm. And they won't change that because if it's happy talk, people are like, I'm out. What TV shows do really well? The ones that have suspense and the one you have to watch next week. And like this episode ended on a cliffhanger, so I got to watch it next week. Yeah. So if I'm going to tell you a story, 
and and it's exciting and you can't wait to tune in every night, then yeah, that's going to drive up ratings. That's going to drive up sponsorships because, hey, everyone's tuning into this because it's... So then, then I think you can logically say and argue that the reality, so not the media, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. perceived mm-hmm. reality, the actual reality is we are integrating. The actual reality is operators and mm-hmm. service companies and regulatory bodies, the people that are in the positions to keep this thing going safely, mm-hmm. effectively, efficiently, they are integrating. We don't see any of that. The people outside of the industry for sure don't see any right. of that. Even people re- intimately related, those conversations and, and workshops are happening in behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. They're making discoveries and they're pushing things forward. So there is integration happening. It's just the lack of coverage. It's the lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see it being a lack of transparency, but I can also see it being... I've got I've got Jafar from Aladdin villainized in my mind, mm-hmm. right? He's the villain. He's a bad guy. Freaking guy. He could come out and be like, hey, you know, Aladdin was always hungry. I'm going to solve world hunger. And he could solve world hunger. And I'd be like, I don't like the way you did it. You're a villain. You're a bad guy. I don't like what you did. People perceive the oil and gas industry as the villain. So even if we're like, hey, look look at these initiatives we're doing yeah. and, and look at how much, you know, lower our carbon footprint don't is, et cetera, et cetera. Don't even hear it. They're like, what about that BP oil spill? You know, that that's the focus, the negativity, and it's cancerous. But so I think part of it is transparency, lack of knowledge, lack of people willing to to gain more knowledge and to gain mm-hmm. more understanding of the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got my mind made up and I hate you and you're the enemy. So I'm not even going to listen to anything what? you've got to say after that. Right. Wow. So it could be transparency. I think it's a I think it's a lack of interest in people either admitting that they were wrong. Hey, maybe I didn't have all my facts before I made up my mind about this. That's happened every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. And yep, that's a hard place to be. Mm-hmm. Don't wanna don't wanna say that. Don't wanna show that. Don't mm-hmm. wanna talk about that. Mm-hmm. I've learned from it. Right. I'm not gonna make that mistake again because you know right. internally you're getting your head ripped off by a boss or right. by somebody. Right. You know, there's repercussions. Uh so yeah, what an interesting, interesting uh, problem, you know, phil- philosophically and socially, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that we're, that we're talking about. But I think in reality of it is it's it's happening. You know, we don't see it. We're not talking about that. The mm-hmm. media is making this thing kind of blown apart and, and making this segregation, this division between mm-hmm. people and, mm-hmm. and this arguing and fighting because people like that. They mm-hmm. just, they're entertained by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is still the the very real thing that's happening every day and that we are fixing these things. We are getting better. There is track record here and we're showing that we are doing our part and making this industry better. And I think especially once you're in the industry and you look around and you realize who the leaders are and, and who your mentors are and you look at these people in these you know, positions much higher than mine, much higher than any of my bosses, right? Like the the, the industry decision makers and they're open-minded. And that's the case with any industry. There's no, you have to be progressive. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way things are now. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about the next step or what's next or how can I be better, that continuous improvement, that requires being open-minded. And so a lot of the leaders and decision makers are open-minded and yeah. they are okay with integration. And they see, okay, if we want our non-renewable resources to last, we have to integrate some of these renewable ones, use them in collaboration. Yep. Our reserves will last longer. Yep. We'll make these people happy. And that's what compromise is. Yep. Yep. And that's totally logical. And we're moving forward with that. One step further is the progression of geology. So the Mm -hmm. progression of concepts that have become settled science Mm-hmm. are being totally disrupted mm-hmm. with much more specific and defendable and you know uh, more logical science. Mm-hmm. Case point, you know, every engineer and geologist pretty much across the world believes that oil comes from dead dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That fossil oil, fuels. Fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. But there's a new sheriff in town called serpentinization 
It's a very detailed geologic process, a very specific one, a very unknown one mm -hmm. that is intimately tied and related to the generation of oil and gas. And it's a process that's happening globally. Mm -hmm. It's happening under the ocean floors. It's, mm -hmm. it's a crazy massive process that we're barely starting to understand. So I feel like at the same time that we, we, we have a good handle on kind of, okay, we can manage this. We have the good people. We have the right people. We, we're trusting these people to move forward. Mm -hmm. And there are some new ideas. Mm -hmm. There's some new technical things to go, whoa, maybe we're thinking about this, you know, totally mm -hmm. backwards. Let's really think about this new idea, apply it, and now have all these new solutions that can come out of this. And that's why I think it's really cool the fact that engineers, PEs and PGs, right? Professional engineers, professional geologists, they are required to get continuing education credits. That's right. And I think every human being should be required to get continuing education credits from, from, from credible sources, not from Facebook, not because I checked right. Twitter this morning and it told me that this is what's happening, right. but from credible sources. And, and again, that requires being open-minded and right. saying, okay, Maybe maybe my ideas weren't wrong. I just didn't have all the information. It doesn't have to That's be about it. you were right or you were wrong. That's you it. didn't have all the information. And new information develops all the time. Crazy fast. So if, you know, and that is why engineering and geology has evolved so much is because they're continuously pursuing new information and new data. That's science. Right. That's that's, that's awesome. the science in them. Yep. And so if we all took the opportunity to pursue continuing education things that fall within our beliefs and things that conflict with our beliefs, those are great resources for learning. And then you expand your thinking and you're like, okay, here's another way of looking at it. Here's more information. Yep. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing hypocritical about changing your viewpoint or, right. or strengthening a viewpoint because right with more information, you know, you're going to have, you should have a new opinion. That's right. A more specific model, mm -hmm. a more mm -hmm. specific idea. The peer review process, mm -hmm. the peer review process to make those credible sources that are teaching those continued credits mm -hmm. is definitely a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And and the people that are reading the new ideas and they're going, huh, mm -hmm. you know, no, it's, this comes from the biosphere. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that can't be a thing. There's those, those folks are, you know, shuffling a lot mm -hmm. of that out and just, you know, keep putting out this continued education of these continued preconceived ideas. Yeah. So there's definitely something, you know, learning though, knowledge, information, trusted information, you know, and, and being involved in that peer review process. You know, I work with the APG and, and I know how hard it is to find someone who's, I'll work all week, right? I'm going to work extra hours all week for my, and then I'm going to volunteer to read all this and peer review, right? Mm -hmm. that, there's not a lot of people that kind of do that. Right. There's not a lot of people that really invest a lot of time into the specifics. You know, a lot of people like to talk about and argue about, you know, this or that and the big ideas. They want to be the big idea guy. Yeah. 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 But the specifics, you know, we need more people that are chasing the specifics and and asking questions. Yep. Right mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So you come from California. Yes. Which I do too. So that's oh, cool. Oh great. Where are you from? Uh I born in Ventura, grew up in Palmdale. Oh, Palmdale. The armpit of the Mojave Desert. I just think of Afro, man. I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's, it's great. My oldest brother went to school with that guy. No way. Yes, my best friend grew up on the same street as that dude. So that's 661, and, you know, we're 661. So well, I was like, yeah, I'm from go. where Afro man's from, kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you brought yeah. that up. I yeah. mean, I got to travel uh, before I got into oil and gas. I went all over the country doing the dirt bike thing. Mm -hmm. And every single time I said, yeah, I'm from Palmdale. They're like, what? Like, Palmdale. Palmdale. <laughs> Yep, that's oh, awesome. Man, this podcast is awesome. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this meeting of the minds is awesome. So you come out and and you're safety driven, or no? First, you're you're teaching driven, you're mm -hmm. knowledge driven, you're information driven. Then you you kind of learn to love safety. Mm -hmm. And environmental has always been a thing, yep. the biology of stuff and mm -hmm. kind of how we're, what's happening at the surface of our crust, you know, in our control, in this big COH system, you know, what are we doing? How do you balance that? How do you keep it less acidic, more basic? Right. You know, the chemistry of mm -hmm. biology is incredible. I mean, c c very complex. So, so take me from your first job, learning from Oxy and all that to where you're at now. How did that go? Okay. 
So I was at Oxy and I, I really liked my job. I liked all my supervisors and who I was working with. But I realized quickly being there and having no desire to go back to school to be an engineer or anything, I was going to be this teeny tiny fish in this great vast ocean. And not that I need to be like number one or the most important guy, but I like to make an impact. Yeah. And and I could impact my circle of influence and those people around me. And I, I get how the ripple effect and stuff works. But I'm like, I want to make I want to make decisions, and I want to I want to really matter. Whoa. And uh, and I wanted to move more into safety. The safety department didn't have any spots open, and so I just kind of you know like looked around a yep. little bit, and I found a pipeline company that was needing a safety tech, a field safety tech. And I was like, yeah, in I'll go work field. for the I'll go work in the field as right a pipe on. as a pipeline safety tech. Much to my dad's dismay. Again, he's like, "Are you serious?" Stay you out know? of the field, damn it. Yeah, dad, I'm serious. I've always liked to push your buttons, so <laughs> I um, I did that. I worked in the field for a while, learned a lot about pipelines specifically. Wow. Um, and then relatively quickly with that company, I became their HSC director. Started helping with writing their policies, doing the compliance stuff. I had the technical knowledge and the ability to eloquently um, present things. That was the, it was great for the teacher in me too, to be able to Mm. do the training and stuff. Mm. I got my, I got my, my teaching moments all the time. Everything's a teaching moment. Um, But I really got to have influence that way. Um, Helped with the compliance things, learned a lot on the compliance side. Loved my job. What does HEC stand for? HSC. HIC. So health, safety, and environmental. Mm -hmm. What's the acronym? HSC. H-S-E. You probably can't understand me because I have an right. accent, I guess. I get that a lot. <laughs> I think it's my California, time. but no, Hector, Salvador, Edgar. <laughs> I don't know my I don't know my phonetic letters, but yeah. So health, safety, and environmental. Okay. So I did that for them. Okay. Um with COVID and stuff, things just slowed down. I was working part-time Whoa. for a long time and I'm like, oh, I need to go do something full-time. Went to another pipeline company. Um, that also had an environmental department. So that was really what what drew me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great mentor there. Um, she was operations manager and got the environmental department started there. Um, right on. She's fabulous. And so I worked under her, learned a lot about um, environmental project management and mm. how things are handled differently in Texas versus New Mexico. Um based on groundwater Mm. and I just learned a lot of the technicalities and the science behind Mm. environmental remediation. So I did that. And then um, it was like, you know, I ended up doing operations and the safety manager role there at the same time. So it was just a lot. lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break from working for a while. So I left my job in January and then um, about a week later, I got a job offer. <laughs> and I was like, what a good idea. Let me not take any break whatsoever. <laughs> My two-week expires on this Friday. Let me start work the following Monday. That'll be fun. That's what I did. I don't know how to take a break. Yeah. Um, so now I'm with American Safety and Environmental. Ah, so it's really the- cool because it's both of my worlds meshed together. Um, so a lot of the stuff on the safety side, everything from PPE to training, to compliance, to audits, um, build safety hands. We do all that. Um, Confined space, rescue teams, et cetera. And then there's an environmental remediation department. So my job there now is to help grow that environmental remediation department um, and just kind of do brand awareness for the company itself. That's why you drive a big red truck. That's why I drive the big red truck <laughs> with the big brand on the side. Um, it's working. Next, I need to install like a cool horn, like a cool train horn or something to nice. draw some more attention right. to myself. Yeah. Right. So I had an, a, a Yuga horn. Uh, ooh, that's, yeah. See, that's what I'm really looking for. I don't know if uh, Sean will let me put that in my truck but it's worth a try yeah when you come up on location yeah there you are mm-hmm, they know mm-hmm. they know what's up they don't up. even have to look i just want to i just want to pull up yeah there's no sneak attacks in that truck that's for sure right so <clears throat> where does for uh, is that ase is that the acronym for your company it's assi 
A-S-S. American Safety Services Incorporated. Oh, doesn't he have environmental in the it name? It doesn't have environmental in the name, which is going to be really difficult for people to know that there is um, an environmental department. Right. So that's part of the brand recognition, too. Now, if you notice on my bright red truck with the big branding, <laughs> it does say safety and environmental. I thought I recognized So there's that. a little hint. Okay. Of what we do, yeah. um, but we do have two on-staff PGs um, right for all the on. reporting and stuff. So everything is done in-house, grassroots. Um, Where did the jobs come from? Like lawsuits or no? Oh, okay. No honesty. That's where they come from. Honesty. Or maybe scared of lawsuits. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> so basically, a company's got a spill. They're yeah. like, "Hey, this there was a pinhole this leak," happened. or "Hey, there was a line strike," and then we go out. And wow, clean it up. Right so we'll on. steam the vegetation. We'll return, you know, the soil to acceptable levels. Um, uh, that sounds freaking mm -hmm. awesome. Can it's I come really out cool. and like, film that? Yeah. Why not? As long as you don't get any of the uh, client's information. Of course in the not. Back. No, we have that cool like fuzzy tool that we there can put go. on There you go. Just like a sensor bar. It'd be yeah, like Girls sensor. Gone Wild, but for <laughs> but for environmental work. <laughs> Uh, that will be the segue into the show right there. Perfect. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I think it would be really interesting. I think mm -hmm. we could do, deliver a lot of great information mm -hmm. about you know how this actually happens, mm -hmm. how the industry is responding to this, and mm -hmm. how we're you know we're doing. It's our important part. for those things. So, and a lot of companies, mine included, have these social media policies, and they don't want you, you know, like I'm not supposed to take pictures and share them and blah blah blah. At work mostly for for client privacy and sure. stuff, right? Like operator X doesn't want their sure. name in the background of all of our environmental remediation projects because <laughs> while they're cleaning up their mess, why'd you have a mess to begin with, right. and what's going on? So there's a lot of like client privacy, etc., like that that's involved. However. I will put you in contact with Seth Gardner. Right he on. is over our safety department and he is passionate oh, about branding and rebranding. Like let's make our pay let's make our website rock. Let's make our 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 like let's make a social media presence known. And while that this seems a little bit millennial, that's who's starting to be the the lead engineers and the project managers or people like me who are like, yeah, I don't want to read your info. I'll watch your TikTok about <laughs> Right about what you do and you make it a little bit funny or entertaining yep. and now i'm like wow not only do they do work but they're kind of cool too like That's i, I want right. to hang out on location with them right all this so stuff's I'll put mobile you in contact with him mm -hmm. yes we can come out mm -hmm. to a site we can record mm -hmm. all that stuff do a podcast with him we'll actually be there tomorrow you can meet him oh, tomorrow man mm -hmm. i gotta meet this guy yeah you're gonna like him he's got a good stash good mustache whoa mm -hmm. he's a stash guy mm -hmm. or my co-host mm -hmm. big stash guy mm -hmm. big stash See? guy Interesting. Some mm -hmm. correlation a little there. Some stash bash. That can be the name of your show. <laughs> <laughs> stash bash. Oh, I can't. I can't. That was good. That was really good. Uh, are you ready for the drill down? Yeah. Drill down Let's segment. Let's do it. Drilling down <laughs> into uh, like, what are you doing right now? What is so exciting about your job? Mm -hmm. Right? Kind of what you're doing, what your company's focus is. Mm -hmm. How does that go? So our company's main goal, obviously, being safety and environmental, is protecting people first and very close second, tied for first, the environment as well. Right? Um, you know, for so long, my focus was safety, people, people, people. What what good is are people going to be if we don't have an environment or an earth? Right? There you go. Um, so our company's focus is is on you know the, on people's why, and that's always been my focus is uh, your why, right? Simon Sinek, right there. Simon right. Sinek stuff. Right, exactly. The little circles, absolutely. Yep. So, so if we can focus on people's why, you know, why are you in this class? Oh, because I have to be. Right. Well, okay. Well, yeah, it's you a start. do. But <laughs> yeah, you do if you want your job. But maybe one day, you know your your wife's choking and you took this first aid CPR class and now you can save her. So that's that's the focus there is getting people not just to do things because you have to or to be compliant at work. My idea and hope and dream for everyone is that they take it home. Right. You know, our trucks have all this stuff like my phone locks automatically when I get in the truck. There's no Whoa. Instagram or Snapchat or anything for me, which is great. 
Yeah. Because as 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 much as I pride myself on not being like, you know, I'm I'm not I don't even have Snapchat. I'm not doing that stuff when I drive. I'll check an email at a stoplight. Yeah. yeah. I'll read a text message. Yeah. You know, and, and when I'm driving slow. And so now that I'm forced to not do that in my truck, I find myself not doing it in my personal vehicle either. And just Makes the sense. risk that that takes off right. for myself and my family is huge. Yep. So and you can't forget the fact that you got to disconnect yes. from that information yes. and think about that stuff. You got to think about it. You got to test. Absorb it. it. Right. And, and how do I really feel about it? Yes. If I'm not being bombarded oh. with it one-sided, how right. do I How do I feel? Right. How does Jessica feel about this, this we, information? We want progression so badly. Mm-hmm. We want to make a decision so badly. We want to make a difference so badly. But it takes time. Good yeah. things take a yep. lot of time. And and you the the whole idea of heating up your brain, right? Really mm-hmm. sitting down, disconnecting, heating up your own brain on a subject and thinking about it with your power and your solutions mm-hmm. and your ideas is is so incredibly missed, I think, yeah. with all this technology that we have and we're bombarded with that email. And you're like, I was just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. What does that guy have to say? Mm-hmm. And now you're you're already on to the next thing and you're not mm-hmm. sitting. You're not sitting down and you're mm-hmm. not just melting on that and really mm-hmm. thinking about that. I'm going back, I think, to landline. I think I'm going to eventually one day get rid of my cell phone. And if you actually need to be in contact with me, you will mm-hmm. show up at my house. Mm-hmm. You will show up at the office or you will leave a message on my landline. And when I get home, I will check my what message. A pager. Now I'm feeling real disconnected. <laughs> My brother had I'm a page. I'm feeling convicted never... by the landline. Maybe a pager. Maybe a pager. I never had one. I was like, I was in between there. I never got to experience the pager thing. My brother was in on that instantly. He had a pager. I'm going, what the hell? Big Kim Possible fan. So, <laughs> and I never got to experience that myself. There's there's definitely a safety aspect mm-hmm. for sure, right? I, I want to know where my kids are when mm-hmm. they're older. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to contact them if something is going down and we need to get together like i get the benefits but the benefits are just a few and far between compared to the constant bombardment of information Mm -hmm. and distraction and for kids the information i don't need or want them seeing oh no it gives me chills yeah chills yeah what what is available to a mind that is so smart yeah and incredibly smart yeah just a sponge like absorbing my, and even if they're just swiping through they still saw that dance craze or they still heard that lyric you that's know right that's right it's incredibly mm-hmm. challenging right now to slow down yeah and that's kind of wild Guilty. that's kind of same mm-hmm. same i'm mm-hmm. i'm my the, I, my counterpart is a 73 year old man that's my counterpart. I work with him every day mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. science, on you know what we do as a company yeah. and all that stuff. That's my counterpart. And he is just killing me daily on slow down. Mm-hmm. You just got to slow down. Mm-hmm. Slow down. And I'm constantly like, no. You know what I mean? Like, let's get out there. Let's do this. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Let's make the decision. Let's do yeah. it. And he's just he, he just doesn't operate that way. And I've grown to appreciate that and really respect that. And it's been great for our relationship, right? right? He gets that I'm, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, I have a sense of urgency that mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't operate with. Mm-hmm. And I like to operate in the moment where it's kind of high energy and, and you are a little uncomfortable. And that pressure yeah. and the adrenaline of yeah. it all. Yeah, I'm absolutely. into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he sits back and he's like, look, the world's just going by. You know, I'm doing my thing. And I'll take in the information I have. And when someone addresses me, I'll I'll, I'll get to it and, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. And it's so valuable when you get to that level with him. And then there's me. So that we have this big kind of back and forth and we're growing mm-hmm. together. And we really have a cool relationship because we kind of have both of that. That yin and yang. That's important. Yeah. Trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, really understanding that and applying that and teaching it to my kids or teaching it to people that I work with mm-hmm. and other people like and the process, you know, it, there's something there. Mm-hmm. There's really something there. And going back to the media and going back to where we are and the Texas Railroad Commission mm-hmm. show that we're going to do tomorrow yeah. night, you know, we have all this pressure that's like, tomorrow the world's coming to an end. You know, you guys are destroying this. Yeah. What are your solutions? Wait a minute. Where are the logical people that really understand mm-hmm. that this takes time? 
and we we need to just let it take its time. You know, we have to have rules. They gave them uh, the operators 120 days to kind of figure out earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of movement there, right? Mm-hmm. But you give them that chance, and now it's on record. You had 120 days. What did you come up with? The railroad right. commission's reading into that. If there is no solution from operators, well, okay, then let's. What's the next step? Mm-hmm. Let's go to some environmental input. Let's go to railroad commission internally coming up with some rules. Mm-hmm. If the operators aren't going to step up, but at least you gave them the time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, give them the chance. That's right. Make your own rules, or we're gonna make them. We're gonna make them for you. That's right. right? That's right. Because self-governed yep. really should be idealistic for everyone. So, given the chance to self-govern and say, "Hey, this is the issue, and here's how how we're gonna fix it," makes people a lot more inclined to be compliant with it. It's mm-hmm. my rule and my standards I set for myself versus you coming and shoving a bunch of rules. Down my throat, it's going to be met with with a lot of of, of hesitation. Right, big so, time hesitation. Yeah. No, they did it right. They did it right. They mm-hmm. said, "Here's 120 days. The mm-hmm. earthquakes are clearly getting more frequent. They're getting bigger. Mm-hmm. You guys come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Let's mm-hmm. see it. Okay, you're not there. That's mm-hmm. fine. Let's. What did you learn? Mm-hmm. What do we know? Let's, Can we collaborate? Can we bring these ideas yes. together and figure out together maybe what an issue is or a solution? Yeah. And that's why it's important to have a commissioner in place yep. that is pro-industry and knows the industry, but isn't going to be blind to the side effects of the industry. Because like anything else, there are side effects Big time. to it. And <laughs> pretending oh, yeah. they don't exist doesn't make them go away. That's right. That's right. And... um. Yeah, so that's why I'm super excited to hear from from the candidates that we get to hear from tomorrow night. Yep. Their stance on on some hot topics. Um, hopefully, we can get through those questions timely. Counting on you with your yeah. buzzer and your right. and your timer. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, get some more. You know, we just we picked five questions that we thought were thorough. It would give us a lot of information, not only on their stance and opinion on things, but on their knowledge of things too. So asking them questions without giving them a solution or an answer and how they feel about it, saying, hey, here's an issue. Do you know why it's an issue? And how do you plan on fixing it? Right on. Um, kind of testing their knowledge too. Yep. Obviously, I started with a list of like 25 questions oh, I really wanted to ask. Oh, and, man. And, you know, collaboratively, we worked it down to five questions. And, you know, hopefully the audience is engaged and in tune, which I'm sure they will be and, oh, yeah. and a little riled up even. I hope they're a little bit riled up and passionate and and they'll get a chance to ask some questions yes. tomorrow, too, yep. you know, and 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 be heard yep. and get and, you know, not I, I asked him on LinkedIn and he ignored me. I mean, I'm asking you to your face and I want to yeah. hear I want to hear yeah. from you, you, you and you at right the same on. time how you feel about that. So. Let's go. I think it'll be interesting. Oh, very, yeah. very interesting. Because mm-hmm. there is this heightened sense of urgency mm-hmm. around all this stuff. And mm-hmm. yes, as as a, as as obvious, I think it is that we need to seriously take a break and let's step all let's all step mm-hmm. back and really think about what the hell's going on here. Mm-hmm. Technically, and in, in all ways, you know, we need to do that. We we went too fast. That's true. But you can't slow down the media. You can't slow down where people's emotions are. Because now you don't care. You don't right. have a solution. You don't care. You don't care about that problem. Right. Like, well, maybe I want to make a logical decision because I've right. made decisions emotionally and rapidly. Uh, and, you know, geez, if I'm going through a fast food place and I, I make a decision and I didn't want the spicy chicken, <laughs> I wanted the nuggets. And I made this quick, rational, emotional decision and I regret it and I hate it. Yeah. Whereas if I have time to think about yeah. it. And do research and maybe go to outside Whoa. sources and source information. I'm going to make a decision that's logical and has been mulled over and maybe peer reviewed and picked apart. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think about the spicy chicken sandwich? And you're mm-hmm. like, you hated that last time. Why don't you go for the nuggets? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Damn it. I'm going with the nuggets. <laughs> so I think it's in, it's important that we do logically Yep. make decisions because think about our words when we're angry or we're heated are oh are not our best selves right and if we are calm and approach things even you know and evenly keeled yep and after thinking it through and okay how will this come across and and what will the effects of my words and my actions be you know it'll be more impactful mm-hmm. 
and and it'll be more true to your intention and to yourself, I think, too. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. This is going into the completion part of the show. Are you okay. ready for this? Oh, yeah. Completion part of the show. How are we doing on timing? Yeah, this is good. Okay. Really good. Perfect. We got about 15 minutes. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> uh, completion part of the show. You know, it is a very real time mm -hmm. in American history and in the concerns of the American people and worldwide. You know, you could argue that the last 20 years to 30 years of political progression, American politics has created this very worldwide mm -hmm. connected geopolitical mm -hmm. thing, right? We have wars, the Afghan war that went for 21 years mm -hmm. that was never even like really declared or like what or was resolved or finished. What or, was that? You yeah. know, what was that? You know, you it's a and now wait a minute was okay. We pulled out. And now all of a sudden this Russian thing starts mm -hmm. up, right? So you, we have a very real time on our hands in several different ways. Is there a war about to start? You know, that's a legit question. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows. It's you know. Everyone at Sam's Club thinks it's going to. I went shopping yesterday and the <laughs> shelves were empty. And I was like, what happened? Did your shipment not come in? Oh, actually, everyone's all scared about the about the war. So there's panic and people are yeah. are emotionally reacting prematurely. Yeah. yeah. But the risk is is there. It's it's real. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we we have this global political thing mm -hmm. that is happening. We know that the oil and gas industry is intimately related to geopolitics. Mm -hmm. We talk about it in the last previous show we did with Mark Hankhouse, who's got 26 plus years experience. It was clear as day later that Reagan decided to do the deal with the Saudis on the oil embargo to bankrupt Russia. And mm -hmm. end the Cold War. Mm -hmm. And he was successful in that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about nuclear war at a, you know, what a wild time that must mm -hmm. have been. You know, mm -hmm. the two most powerful countries in the world talking about nuclear bombs like mm -hmm. against each other. Like, wait, what? It was done. It was defeated on the backs of the oil and gas industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a pawn. Yeah. It's, a, it's an economic and geopolitical and social pawn. Maybe the bishop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe the okay. Okay, let's let's give it some respect. You're right. You're right. You're right. I didn't do it any justice. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can call me the pot. <laughs> uh, but where I'm going with this is, you know, the the completion part of the show and and the importance of the primary election for the next Texas Railroad Commissioner. Um, not only the the war and the idea that you know um, uh, American oil and gas, America's ability to generate the most efficient energy that we know on mm -hmm. Earth, oil and gas, that allows us to be as comfortable or as powerful and protected mm -hmm. as as we are as a country, is now being attacked through a climate change initiative, right? Mm -hmm. And we are, I would argue, we're at a time where the next six to ten years. Are we going to bankrupt our own oil and gas industry in the idea that we're going to save the planet, right? The idea that we're going to save the planet is going to actually bankrupt our oil and gas industry in America while we don't have and we're not ready for a true transition. You can't transition without the oil and gas. We talked about mm -hmm. that. This is a very real question. I don't know the answer. I'm just I'm setting the stage of these are big moves mm -hmm. and the texas railroad commissioner in the next six years is going to be sitting in mm -hmm. on creating the policies around mm -hmm. this the texas railroad commission is going to step in and say no yeah you're done this field is done because it's too environmentally hazardous and no this field's going to be done and if you don't do this which is going to cost them way more money to keep production and the mm -hmm. operator goes I go, i'm going to go bankrupt and the railroad commission says well it's in it's in the sake of the in the environment it's in the sake of saving the planet mm -hmm. And so that's where you've got, I think, too harsh of, of opposing stances, Ooh. right? It is not black and white. There, there, it is not black and white. It is gray. It is 50 shades of gray. It's whatever <laughs> gray you want it to be. Um, again, that comes back to collaboration and logical thinking. And okay, 
doesn't have to be the planet burns up in five years or or oil and gas is destroyed in in, in five years. It doesn't have to be. Sure. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but that's where transparency is important. That's where education is important. And that's where open-mindedness and collaboration is going to be extremely important. And that is why, yes, we need someone sitting, not just in the Texas Railroad Commissioner office, which is what we're focused on, but in all of our important political seats too, right? Yeah. The shutting down of the pipeline. Pipeline's the safest way you can move right. natural gas and oil. What, are you gonna put it on a tanker? Right. Or or a train like they did in Canada and the train blew up and destroyed a, a small town. What or the... or you put it on a truck and look at the look at the way traffic traffic and, and car accidents oh, are. Gosh. And not that pipelines are perfect. Trust me, I work on them. I've done a lot of repairs on on leaks, yeah. etc. They're not perfect either. Um <clears throat> but that's where people need to be rational in in their decision making and not making decisions for the media hey mm -hmm. you know my particular party or group of people i'm appealing to is really opposed to oil and gas so let me just shut it down and yeah. and i'll get their vote you know right. and, and being politicians right um we need to be logical decision makers and not and not politicians and so having someone that knows the oil and gas industry and will fight for the oil and gas industry but can recognize its flaws and how we can yeah. fix that right. is who is who we need in in the railroad commissioner's spot and and in all you know senate positions and and governor positions yep. people that are going to fight for the industry and for the for the state and for the livelihood of of America yes because we get rid of oil and gas and we've just become completely vulnerable and now right. any oil and gas resource we need we're at the mercy of of another country that right. may or may not decide to right. help us or tax us exponentially or put us in a position where we're yep. dependent I, or reliant on someone else. that is not how right. we've been successful is being dependent on on other people that's right mm -hmm. that's right i don't have a problem with an argument of like, you know, America or the US dollar is like the biggest Ponzi scheme in like the entire world. Right? I don't, hey, right? You're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, mm -hmm. figure it out. That's mm -hmm. kind of business, all right? Mm -hmm. You're just moving forward. Mm -hmm. I would argue that America's strength in the US dollar is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's global. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible strength. So can we just keep borrowing Peter to pay Paul and keep moving the goal lines? Can we just keep borrowing more debt? Can we keep just this thing going? Is that is that possible? It's not possible without somebody falling off, mm -hmm. right? When you move a line, someone's falling off mm -hmm. the backside of that. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. to uh, That is an outcome. Mm -hmm. So you can't just keep simply moving the goal lines, right? And we need a reliable energy that we can all agree on. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, I think we we can expand the borders. Maybe we 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 we're trans global too fast. There's too much uncertainty for a lot of people. While one is saying, "No, this is it. This is the solution." And now we have like over a hundred countries that are like, "Yeah, this is the solution." Like fossil fuels, nah. We're gonna go this renewable route. We're gonna mm -hmm. change. Where that's where we're going, right? That's our our initiative. <laughs> you're moving the goal line to get there. You're putting all trillions of dollars, mm -hmm. trillions and trillions of dollars, mm -hmm. right? We're going to other planets looking for Martians when our own cities have children starving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. So my question is, where are you getting your information from? Where are you getting your information from to make a decision or to, to think about the problems that we really are facing? You know, where are you getting your information from? And if your answer is TikTok, at least you you know you're honest about it. <laughs> at least you probably have like various sources. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And, I, and maybe it's to a catchy song, so you really remember <laughs> the details. But um, right, where yeah. are you getting your information from? And that's where you can be transparent. Here's mm -hmm. here's the information I'm using, mm -hmm. where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Right, read that, and then let's have a conversation about it. 
or right and again that's where it comes from like you know i take once a semester you know for the last year so it's just been twice but that's my goal is moving forward as i take a class at ppdc through midland college right on and um you know i did an environmental and soil remediation class for hydrocarbons and brine water that was my first one and i was like you know what this was really cool and then i took an esg class in december Uh and that was phenomenal i think every individual oil and gas or not any individual needs to take an esg course it's really really cool and it was super empowering as an individual as a leader as a as a business person right so cool. highly recommend i'm plugging that um i don't get paid Solid there's plug. no link in my bio you don't you, <laughs> you don't you don't get a discount code um but anyways man it's been around for a while right so it's important and i continue to take classes with that are they more in line with my beliefs and my thoughts yeah probably sure but i also try to get information as much as it makes me cringe from sources I don't necessarily agree with or from a different viewpoint. And as cringy as it is sometimes to be like, people really think that way. It's important to hear the other side and mm-hmm. where they're coming from and why. Most of the time, I'm like, okay, that just strengthens how I feel about my side. But sometimes I question things and I think it's okay to question your stance on things. So that's, it's important to not only fill your brain and your heart and your mind with with things you agree with and, and talk to yeah. like-minded people, but to talk to people who have a different opinion of you too, because yeah. that's where the open-mindedness comes from. And it's you could it. impact them and, and they could they can impact you simultaneously. So um, source of information is important. Not taking the clickbait and not taking mm-hmm. things at face value. Um, you know, my husband's an avid Yahoo article reader and he'll like click on an article and yeah. then I read the article. I'm like, that had nothing to do with what the it's clickbait, yeah. right? And they can they contradicted themselves three times in this article. No <laughs> offense, Yahoo, but get it together on some of them. But it's just it's I think having multiple sources is important. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I watch a lot of Fox News. That is my go-to channel, but I okay. do think it's important to listen to to other sides yeah. too again to get that kind of other side of the story so right. i urge and encourage anyone that's getting their all their information from one source right Think it doesn't it. even have to be from an opposing view but but vary those those sources yeah. out you remember writing papers and having right. to do we had to do like a five different references yes right? yeah. different references that's and right. from different sources a newspaper and a and an article online um, or whatever yeah. right and a book and yeah. an encyclopedia or whatever yeah. right and using different sources and i think a lot of that's been lost on us wow. since everything got so easy getting resources from from the internet. I didn't yeah. have to know the Dewey Decimal System to write col- <laughs> college papers, <laughs> and maybe that would have been good for me to use. But yeah, I think just as important as having information is having a, a wealth of knowledge and, yep. and different sources yep. of of that information. Yep, and and ha- having transparency in that information, mm-hmm. you know, sharing that and mm-hmm. saying this is where I'm getting it from. Mm-hmm. This is where. We're, why well, I believe what I'm saying, especially with politicians and especially mm-hmm. with, you know, other stuff. But man, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a very real time. I just keep saying that. It's vital mm-hmm. times, calling mm-hmm. for vital minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we, I'm excited about the show. Me too. Uh, thank you for the time and effort you put into it. Yeah. And making this event possible. I'm, I'm just, Despite several obstacles. <laughs> serious, yeah. I'm telling you, the enemy is like trying to attack this show. That's why I'm like, <laughs> oh, we got to make it succeed for sure. And we will. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that is the end of the completion segment and the Great. show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. My first podcast. Nice. I'm you killed so it. excited. You killed it. I was so nervous. This is great. Thank you.